0: To the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners.
2: It's airborne. We'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may
0: not be used. Right, welcome back to the CobraCast with the President VP. I'm the host, Ricky Rifty, the Prez Logan. Got my co-host, Ricky EtDog VP Etridge. Welcome to the show. Welcome EtDog.
2: Uh, you feeling a bit better today, mate?
0: No, mate, still <laughs> <Nah>.
2: ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate,
0: hopefully, by the time this is out, I'm definitely well and truly better. But
2: I t- I'll uh, tell you what, mate. I was listening back to um, uh, who was last Monday? Singapore Sharks. That last Monday was there someone? Before? Yeah, Singapore yes, Sharks something. on Monday, and obviously doing the intros um on the Saturday afternoon. I was still a bit rusty from the Friday night, and I started listening to it. I'm like, geez, I sound very different for some reason. And then I was. Mentioned about my Friday night, I'm like, ah, Jesus Christ, I didn't realise how uh, different my voice sounded when I was extremely hungover, and that's going to be be you this week. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to to start listening to my cheesy sounds, what was wrong with him? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, It's what happens when kids go back to bloody school, I tell you.
2: But tonight, now, we've done it. We have finally pretty much done it. We're literally recording them as they're coming out. It's... yeah,
0: mate. Well, we're, uh, we're at one stage we had about 20 recorded, ready to put out, and now we've got one left. So, um, mate, you better hope hope some uh times match up with some people so we can get them on, on the
2: show. And mate, everything's get us already to our 100, so mate, everything's already booked in, mate. It's just the uh, the working at finding like blocking in the last one more recording and then organizing now, uh, Matt Gale. Jakey Norris, The Bear Trap, and hopefully Jamie Town for West Lothian for our 100th episode Christmas special.
0: Yeah, nice. I look forward to it, mate. Uh, this is bloody 95, so five more to go to the big 100 and we get to raise the bat finally. We're um, now. And speaking of raising the bat for 100, our mate Jakey uh, Balfour knocked up a 100 a century on the weekend, mate. And... He was quick to let us know about it, wasn't he? Snapchat. Oh. I haven't heard a Snapchat from him in a long time, and just so happens he's knocked up a hundred and he gets. Uh, oh, gets.
2: Whatever. Yeah, no, he was, he was very quick to let me know, and I was, I did start at the start of the season when um, these cricket league, pretty much every cricket league in Victoria, sort of said they're going into a one-day competition throughout the whole season. I said to him, "I'm just going to suit you, D, suit you, because you'll probably bat up the order and be more of your game style and." Hundred percent. It was, and he's knocked up. I think 117 off 80, I think it was something like that. So, mate, right, yeah. so did he? Did
0: he let anyone else have a bet, or did he just bloody? Yeah. Day? <laughs>
2: yeah. I think actually they only won by. Uh, they chased down 200, and they were nine down when they chased it down. I think so. They only just scraped over the line, but. Uh, mate, the power of uh, editing. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've just had to take a, a quick pause because. All you're going to hear in the, uh, in the house is Oakland crying because she's ready for a nighttime feed. And you've sat there going, "Yeah, bloody picks it up really clear, your microphone. And then I realized I wasn't on my microphone I was using the uh, computer speakers. And it turns out for the last two episodes, I have sat there like this with a microphone in front of me, not talking to a microphone. Yep. <laughs>
0: that shit happens, mate. Yeah.
2: Mate, you've, 95 episodes, we're still making mistakes. So. But even then, we're... <clears throat> Might be ninety-five episodes in, but we're effectively really—excuse <clears throat> me—say seven months in. So, in reality, most podcasts would be for you know, thirty to forty episodes in. So, we're going to make mistakes that they're going to be making, obviously.
0: now we've we've pumped a lot in into a short amount of time, and and we self-taught ourselves everything we do with this podcast. Exactly. So, the editing, point. the intros, the bloody—you know. We're winging it all.
2: Exactly right. And that's where the 100th episode comes in, Mike. I know that for you and me, more for you, these roll into one. But before the 100th episode, I'm going to make up a list of questions, some of your favourite moments, this and that, just to give you time to think about certain things. Because I know, as you say, if it wasn't for the fact that we only recorded this episode like a week ago. You would have no idea who we spoke to, what they were, because it all just rolls into one. And I'm the same until I get to listen to them. At work, and then I'm like, Oh, it's like Singapore sharks, mate. Completely forgot their jumper was indigenous jumper,
0: yeah, mate. That was a ripper jumper. That was, Completely uh, forgot. that was one of the things that stood out.
2: Um, now speaking about jumpers, mate, where we're off to tonight, Time Tees Tigers, they got a jumper that's right up our alley, mate. Right up our alley,
0: yeah. Another, another skyline. And man, I'll tell you what, we're getting more and more jealous every time we see a new skyline jumper because I keep saying. If we try to have our skyline in a jumper, it'd be bloody car up on blocks and a bloody battered old friggin' scout hall and
2: yeah, well. none
0: of these picturesque, you know, mountainsides or, you know, beautiful skylines that they've got.
2: Yeah, it's, it is it is quite disappointing that we can't do that. But one thing I also enjoy about it, so the Times Tees Tigers, you, you, you'd assume you have know, just standard Richmond sash from Day Dot. No, they've actually incorporated the clause and then uh, changed it up a little bit as well. And um, a bit of a strange one, this one, very similar to uh, Melmo being Port Malmo being located in one country but playing in another country's league. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it was, it, it was a cause of a lot of confusion for us because we were speaking to a bloke in Newcastle with an Irish accent that plays in a Scottish league. So, um, it did make it quite confusing when he got on the call. I'm like, Hold on, I, I thought we're talking to a club in yeah. the Scottish League and, and uh,
2: Yeah. And there was a few times where you've been you mentioned like yeah, Lee Side and I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then I remember uh, yeah, you're just hearing the accent and it it does become quite confusing though when a lot of the time we do these, you're either speaking to an Australian. So you speaking to an Australian, you know you've got to remember exactly what country they're in. Or you speak to someone with an accent that you go, okay, I know that accent's that country, so that's where we're at. But when yeah, you're speaking to somebody, it's just a Irish living in Newcastle, England, playing in the Scottish League. Yeah, it's just confusing. But they do that due to they do that due to um, geographical convenience. It's uh, easier for them to travel up to Glasgow and Edinburgh than travel down to say play against the Mozzies and um, whatnot in the I think it's the North. The North League or the Northern Europe, North. England League.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't one of them.
2: I'll tell you who would fill us in that one. Jakey and Norris 100th episode, mate. Yeah, nice. Being, being an ex-Mossie. Yeah, cool. But, mate, but, um, we've also forgot, we also forgot, mate. Big news, we have the Cobra Pit. Our illustrious... The, the Cobra cast isn't going anywhere, mate. The present VP are staying on for another year.
0: Yeah, yeah, well... As long as we didn't get ousted in the AGM.
2: I'm just foreshadowing that we, we have it.
0: <laughs> Someone could come in and knife us in the back, mate, and not be happy with what we're doing and just vote us out. That could Jeez,
2: be a. Have to be pretty hard pressed. There. I could make a joke here off there, but I don't really. I'm, I'm not going to. Mate, but uh, oh, speaking about. Um,
0: could be, we could have a, a, a gang of people like Eddie's got against him at the moment trying to get him ousted as I, a president.
2: and. I've seen some bloody social stories coming in from him today. that I read really a headline on a certain website, and I was like, eh, sounds interesting. But um, I just want to point out, mate, Kraz. Our mate Kraz from uh, Atlanta Cooker Barrows of Ron Redbacks across America, one of the founders of the uh, 45,000, reached out to me during the week and said thanks, mate, for the for the, uh, for the shout-out. And so I just want to, uh, you know, again, just reiterate, 45,000 doing a great thing across America. Um a lot of people sort of jumping on board and it's it's good to see that footy's getting played across there and hopefully I'll tell you what man, actually, I was listening back to an episode from about three weeks ago because you finally managed to get the audio out. I think it was Birmingham, no, it was it was LA talking, dragons, Birmingham. Uh, I, I think it might be the Dragons. It. And we're talking about how hopefully by the time this episode gets released, they know who their president is. I had a bit of a luck, we're three weeks down the track and uh we still don't really know.
0: <laughs> yeah, well. Uh... But he's starting to concede, I think, so um, it's, it all makes for good for good TV, I reckon. It's going to make oh. for some good South Park episodes, that's for sure.
2: Oh, I think they already have done a good job. I haven't watched the last few episodes because I've been teaching Juicy out the, uh, the Simpsons, but um, anybody out there that's uh, having a baby coming up and Rift, I've got something to tell you off there, actually. Um, Simpsons does do a good job as a child's TV show. Don't don't get stuck in that. You need to be ABC kids. The Simpsons, mate, does the trick. Nah,
0: mate, how many times have they predicted the future, mate? What are you? You're not getting that on Nickelodeon or CBBBs or whatever.
2: Oh, uh, uh, there was something I seen the other day, and it was one of them things on the Simpsons that was like, in this year, this is going to happen. I'm sitting there looking at it, going, that is actually something they could easily just do. Like it's like 2028, something's going to happen. I'm like, that's something that's probably going to happen about that time. It's it's incredible, mate. But anyway. Oh i got, I got something special to tell you. i got something exciting to tell you. So let's get off over this one, mate. And, uh, yeah, no
0: worries, mate. Into, uh, let's New go. Ty and Tigers. We're speaking in the column. Uh, enjoy this one. And we'll see you next week with uh, another Scottish club, the Glasgow let's let's go Giants. Go Giants. So and we'll then, catch you then.
2: And then I think jumpers.com we're hoping to have on. So something a bit different heading into the hundreds.
0: Awesome, man. All right. Enjoy this one. Alright, today we'd like to welcome Colm from the Tyne Tigers. Thanks for joining us, mate.
1: How's it going? Tyne Tees Tigers. Tyne
0: Tees Tigers. <laughs> we just talking about that, Richie. Try- yeah, yeah. i get in
1: trouble if it's not called the Tyne Tees Tigers.
0: <laughs> Alright, Tyne Tees Tigers, see. Alright, but how the hell did you come across football with the Tigers over there in... Uh, New england newcastle. but newcastle in the, in
1: newcastle well uh, i'm i'm from well just to confuse it more we're an english team playing in scotland uh, and i'm irish so sort of a bit of a mix all over so i moved over um do some teacher training i was just looking for something to do and uh just searching the internet and i've uh, played a bit of gaelic football in the past and was looking around and I thought uh, I found time Tees tigers on on the website and I, I thought I'd come along and give it a go because I'd seen obviously come from Ireland there is that bit of a length and seeing all the rules on the DV uh, over over there and uh, uh, I always wanted the opportunity to play it so I thought might as well give it a crack.
0: Yeah, nice. I knew I knew I wasn't being crazy with the accent thinking that you you're Irish. Um. I was just not sure. I thought maybe you know Newcastle being close to Scotland, uh, the accents get mixed or something. But... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry.
1: If you're expecting a Geordie accent, then uh, you're you're unlucky. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, no, it's, uh, it's a good mix because we have a few Aussies playing for us. And you're right, we are close to the Scottish border, so we do have a bit of a mix of players.
0: And yeah, no, that works out well. So how long have you played for and what position do you play?
1: Well, I've been with the Tigers now about six years. Um, I'm the Ruckman. Um, I've uh, a few other guys have come to try and play rock, and no one's been able to displace me. So uh, I'm quite buzzing with that. Um, so yeah.
0: So yeah. just a bit like the bear trap there, is he? Just
2: yeah. I
0: That's all good oh. inside joke. It's right. our our rockman likes to say the same thing that uh, you know nobody can replace him. So.
1: Well, the guys have come along and they've played five, ten minutes and they go off holding their leg or somebody's
2: kicked them or something and they just run off, can't cope with it. Yeah. Now, now, with restrictions being eased up, Rifty, I told you that last night i ventured across the Russians joint for a few years with him in the bear trap and I've never heard two people argue more about who's the better Ruckman in my life. It was <laughs> a good hour and a half of me and Bo just looking at each other going, are these two going to just shut up? or So... Yeah, it's when you said more bear trap. I reckon Russia might, uh, you know, might argue that point as well.
0: Yeah, well, but the Russian played one season and and talks like he's an ex AFL ruckman, where uh, the bear trappers <laughs> we affectionately call him, has, has played ruck for about thirty years because that's how old he is, I think. So yeah. he's played ruck his whole life, and uh, he's got a bloke that's played one year thinks he's better than him. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> well, for me, I'm I'm the tallest player on the team, and whenever I turned up the first training session, I was just chopped in the middle, uh, and that was it ever since.
2: And just so that would mean as the ruckman, you would um uh, didn't Jamie from West Lothian be the ruckman as well, Rifty?
1: Yeah, he's the he's the ruckman up there. Yeah.
2: So who who wins them contests out of you and him?
1: Well, I've only played the the Eagles uh, uh twice, and I don't think he's been there either time. Uh, um, so I, I, I think but I, I have to say that uh, I, I win most rocks against most teams just <laughs> saying it's been out there I know you're speaking the other Scottish teams but uh, I, to be honest regularly I'm the one that wins the taps
0: that's alright so so he's again like Bear Trap the other the other team's got to work to his taps you know, and yeah. I guess yeah.
2: <laughs> so what number do you wear? Uh, number six Six. Is story behind that, or just favourite number, or?
1: Ah, uh, well, favourite number. Um, yeah, I think it just. Uh, I know you're an Arsenal fan. I know one of you is an Arsenal fan. I'm a Man United fan, and uh, and Roy Keane, he wore number sixteen for for Man United, but he wore number six for Ireland. And I think it just sort of come from that. Like Roy Keane is has always been the player that I think has been fantastic. So sort I, I think it sort of came from that. Um, and also, Monday nights traditionally seven, as you know, uh, and there's uh, the best player. But no, just I see myself more as a Roy Keane
2: than any of that. So, yeah, that's understandable. So, you said that you've been in Newcastle for six years, did you say? I've
1: been here for eight or nine now, yeah.
2: So, obviously, Rifty, you can switch up if you want, Mike. We're about to discuss stuff you don't really care about. <laughs> um, with uh, Newcastle getting, you know, being in the Premier League and whatnot, is that, you know, seeing the demise of Sunderland, does it give the people in Newcastle, you know, a bit of, a, bit, of bit of fun to look at?
1: Well, it definitely does, but I, I, it sort of comes with a bit of a, a bad taste in the mouth because the, the Sunderland have won for well, about the last five or six derbies. Um, so I think Newcastle, like, although they, they enjoy seeing the demise of Sunderland, uh, I do think they would prefer Sunderland to be back up and uh, give them the hiding that they want to give them. Um, because their history against them recently hasn't been great, so it's a bit both ways. I think they would like the opportunity to go and beat them again. So,
2: ah, well, fingers crossed. You might get a you know a league, a cup game against them at some point. They can yeah. beat them and they'd be at least happy that they've beaten them in the derby and they've also, you know, checked the bed. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Definitely the soccer. I, wanted, I didn't want to talk about the soccer, but. <laughs> all right, you can switch back on now, Rifty. We're back to yeah. chat no, We're back. Uh, Aussie Rules. Yeah. So, who, who do you follow in the AFL? Well, uh,
1: well I'm a Swans man. Um, and there's a story behind that. Like, um, Tag Kennelly, um, Irish Kerry man, uh, whenever I first started watching Aussie Rules, uh, he had moved over and uh, he was the man they were all talking about. Um, so, Never was watching the Saturday morning, the odds rules on the TV. He was he was there. And then also then with the Compromise Rules series this, of Ireland against Australia, uh, he was always in there as well. So uh, my dad was over in Australia um, 15 years ago, came back with a Swan shirt. So he, he was going to bring me other shirts. He thought were nicer looking shirts. But I was like, Nah, I want a Swan shirt. So my Swans, man. But I'd say, i say I don't follow it the most. Uh, I keep my eye on it. Uh, and I do
0: watch it when I can, but it's whenever it's on first thing in the morning over here, it's hard to keep following it. All right, so you go for the Swans. Ty Canelli brought you to the Swans, but do you have a, okay. a, f- a favourite player now that you like to follow for the Swans, or is he still the, the favourite player
1: well, I'm not I like I I uh, I don't watch a lot of AFLs the things it's on in the morning. I do catch the odd game every now and again at the weekend, but it's it's very rarely the swans. Uh, it's whoever's on the TV at the time. Um so it is so it's uh, Saturday morning, uh getting up and just sticking it on while they're making breakfast, really, keeping it on in the background. Um I know they I I follow them on Instagram and I see all the scores that are coming through and they haven't had the best season over there this year, so uh, they're 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 they're, they're supposed with the draft system with the AFL, like the teams go up and down all the time. Um, you have your few years of good, and then you have your few years where you're on the down again. So they're supposed just on the down. Um, yeah, there's a few boys in the in the club who support Port, so there's always a bit of banter in there with Port and Collingwood. So I follow that a bit more as well. So. Because we we have uh we well we had the option uh, uh, our last round of kits the the club maker the maker of the shirts could do two sided shirts uh, on one sides are tigers black and yellow and then the other side is uh black and white stripes and we did that because Newcastle United's black and white stripes but also that's Collingwood so. Our club captain, uh, who's a Port fan, completely refuses to wear the black and white strikes. He will not wear them. He will no chance. So we don't get playing any games on the black and white strikes.
0: Yeah, well that's uh, that's fair enough. I agree with him. That's yeah. that's a fair call. And um, yeah. since you're on the jumper, you may as well explain how you come. Uh, they came up with the logo and the jumper design.
1: Well, the the whenever uh, the club. Uh, before the Tigers, there was a there was a group of teams in the northeast of England. I think there was five or six teams, in Dur and Durham, Hartlepool, Gateshead, uh, and Newcastle, and uh, a few of the boys that, that were there from that league um, created the new team. Um, guy uh, Nolsey, a guy Sean, and a guy Ian Baxter, uh, and B- Ian Baxter was our uh, president for a few years, and he's a Tigers fan, um, so. It was him that came up with the tiny the tees Tigers. Um, so it was him that came up with it um, because the Tigers were his team that he follows in Australia. So
2: that's where it all came from. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was just starting off. Sorry, <laughs> my internet's flying up again. No, I'm good now. <clears throat> so it makes sense how you got the uh, the Tigers. But as we said, that jumper, we're, uh, we're big fans of good-looking jumpers here. and. Yeah. It is, it's up there one of the best ways of saying we, we enjoy a good skyline and the, the fact that you haven't gone the traditional routes of the sash of the Richmond Tigers, the claws, it's an it's, it's absolute cracker of a jumper, I reckon. Well, we've
1: had a few. The, the first one uh, is, um, the first shirt we ever had was uh, based on the Tyne Bridge, um, which is the, the company that made that bridge is the same company that made the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Um, so, if you look closely at our first shirt, it's, uh, it's the Time Bridge. And then the second shirt we went for was Those Claws, which uh, I think is my favourite one. But then, if you look closely in the third one, you say it is the skyline of, uh, of the northeast of England with the Angel of the North and and Grey's Monument and everything that's in the city centre. So, um, we're currently uh, thinking about next year getting a new one. So, uh, we're thinking of new ideas for that. so
2: You
0: Go ahead. No. You like I was just going to say, just make sure it's still got a skyline in it because, uh, it, <laughs> I, was,
2: it, it, I was going to say, my advice would be keep the skyline. <laughs> yeah. Keep the scaling. Keep the
1: scaling.
0: I think we love it when we see them, and I think we're just jealous because I've said it many a times. If we try to put the sand down skyline in, there'd just be like a car up on blocks in the back of it, and yeah, crappy commission house and shit like that. So, um, we don't have these picturesque bridges and monuments and stuff to, to put in ours. and So we're pretty jealous that you get these picturesque uh, skylines in your jumpers.
2: We could do the skyline of the cemetery that's just down the road.
0: Yeah. A <laughs> bunch of headstones. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> but um, uh, who, was, who was the club's first game against and how did they go?
1: Well, I've, I've had to do a bit of research with that myself. Um, so I remember our first competitive game, uh, first proper game in the league. Um, but our first game uh, ever was against like, a, a northeast select uh from the league that we then joined. Um, we lost that game. And then we were a social club for a couple of years. Uh, and then uh, my first game, I remember, uh, was the Movember Cup, which is a competition that happens every year around this time that to raise money for November, uh, and it's down in Manchester. And then our first competitive game, our first proper league game, was against a team called the League's Minotaurs. Um, they, they don't exist anymore. Um, they were the league champ, uh, champions at the time, um, but they were full of Aussies. Um, so uh, what happened was they won the league with a team full of Aussies, and then they all disappeared back to Julia uh, and then they were left struggling for players.
0: Um, which is good for
1: us because our first competitive league game, uh, we won. Uh, but then the rest of the season didn't go as well after that. Um, a few Haydn's in the first season, but I think most clubs get that. And that, that it builds character of nothing else. Um, so we appreciate the wins more now because of, of that. So.
0: Yeah, we've had our fair share of character building over the last few years. Uh, that's for sure. Um and yeah, you're right. It it does make the the wins all the more sweeter when you do start getting them.
1: Yeah, well, I, I to be honest, this season just passed. I'll not mention the team, but uh, we absolutely hammered them, absolutely gave them a hiding, and it was the the first time I've started felt you know what we've turned that corner. We're now no longer the Whitcomb boys. We're now we're now the team that people want to beat because we beat them. So, I know you have got Glasgow next, so but it wasn't them. <laughs>
0: Uh, who, who else have we spoken in Scotland besides uh, we've done Lisa. the Bloods? Bloods? Oh, you mean? Uh, the Bloods are good guys.
1: We, we enjoy playing the Bloods. Um, they're, they're a good bunch of guys. If so um, a big guy who plays up forward, big red, he's an absolute machine. He, he gives our fullback a, a good bit of a torture all the time. So.
2: Yeah, that was, yeah we've done yeah, West Lothian, Edinburgh, and Glasgow after you guys in the next episode. Yeah. not yeah.
0: Okay, Think anybody else? Oh, hopefully I haven't forgot someone. But...
2: Glasgow? Richie's got next? The Sharks the Giants? Ah, the Giants. Giants. Yeah. yeah. Giants. I don't. I think that's all I've done so far.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's my geography is shocking. So I could be thinking of a team in Ireland. It's well,
2: know, you did because you've had Leith side. I'm like <laughs> it's <from> Scotland, mate.
0: <laughs> that's he whatever
2: I. <laughs> It's
0: man, it's all the more confusing when we've got an Irishman <laughs> who plays in England but plays in a Scottish league, so <laughs> You did
2: you did say at the start of the episode that you, you know, you're thankful that it, your mind wasn't trying tricks and y'all was exactly the same. I'm like I did double check, I'm like, we are in England, aren't we? Not in <laughs> yeah. Ireland. Oh, no,
1: we are in England definitely. But there's loads of Irish over here. At Newcastle is one of the places the Irish come. And uh, it's a great city. If you ever get a chance to come over, Newcastle's a great spot. It's it's a place for everybody comes for uh, for a good night out, stags and hens. Whenever this lockdown's over, I think there'll be a lot of stag and hensies coming
0: back. The place will be mad for a while. Yeah, mate. I will tell you all, Once once international flights open back up, there'll be bloody thousands of Aussies flocking to all these places. I think. And uh, yeah. if 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 it's known for its partying, I'm pretty sure there'll be Aussies over there. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, but all all the Aussies seem to come to London. London's expensive, and fit, uh, but Newcastle's a lot cheaper. There should be a lot more Aussies coming up this direction. Far better
0: place to be. Uh, we'll start spreading the word, but uh, yeah. um, uh, I'm not sure we'll be able to afford it for a footy trip. But, but mm-hmm. our, our our bucket list of places to go is getting longer every episode, so we'll have to add it to the list. Um, but as far as getting players for the club, how hard has it been to to recruit and? And get your numbers up for the team.
1: It, that that's probably our biggest challenge. Um, it's, uh, it's I know we talked about it earlier. We're talking about soccer, and I think it sort of has to go back to the soccer because Newcastle is soccer mad. Like, we we have training sessions on the Saturday morning, and there's there's maybe about fifteen of us training, and then next door in the field next door, there's maybe a hundred kids and their parents playing soccer. Um, so that that is that's our biggest issue: bringing in players, pulling in players. Um, what we tend to try and do is we try and pull into the rugby clubs um, because they're more likely to transfer over uh, from the rugby to the Aussie rules. Um, but we we try to be as active as possible on social media and uh, we uh, put out uh, posters and stuff around the city and everything to try and try and pull players in. Um, but like in saying that, I, like whenever I started playing for the Tigers, I remember going to training sessions where there was maybe three or four of us and. Sometimes going to matches and we're, we're nine aside, but going down on the four-hour trip down with six players and the hope that the other teams are there, going to give us a few players to, so we can play a game. And we don't have that problem anymore. Uh, we have a good base of about 15 to 25 players that we can pull from now. Um, so we have enough for a team now and uh, and a bench. So uh, And it's only growing. Um, but the guys are pulling in their friends and pulling in their brothers and trying to get that. Um, so... We're trying. The big issue is trying to pull from outside our group, uh, because within our group we've been good at trying to pull players in, but it's, it's still externally, and it it is the battle against soccer and rugby, because they are the two big sports in the city.
0: Yeah, well, once you crack that uh, code, let us know, because we have the exact same problems over here. Is trying to yeah. trying to crack uh, get players from outside, and and you know, soccer is becoming. Big over here as well, and taking a lot of you know a lot of kids to go on that way instead of the Aussie rules way. So, but I, um,
1: I grew up I grew up playing soccer, and I'm not going to say I was the greatest soccer player, but but like Aussie rules is just it's it's so quick, so fast paced. That I I don't understand why anybody wouldn't want to play it because it's such an enjoyable game to play. It's 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 physical, it's quick, it's fast. It's it's the game. I, I don't understand why more players wouldn't want to do it. So.
0: Yeah, I think it's when uh, you got players getting paid $500 million and shit like that to play soccer. Right, pa- parents go, "Oh, you can kick a ball half-decent. How about you go play this game and uh, I can mooch off you for the rest of my life? Yeah. You trying to uh, tell
2: me something, riffy.
0: Mate, what what, do you say? what are you saying?
2: What? You trying to tell me that I shouldn't do that with Oakland?
0: Mate, I, 100%. If my kids were half-decent oh, half, right, yeah. half yeah, decent yeah, at right. soccer, they'd be playing <laughs> soccer. but. <laughs> They get to left feet, so. Yeah. But that
1: it's one. good. It's it, it definitely Aussie Rules is a team that's on the growth over here. Um, uh, especially the women's side of it. Um, that has been the biggest growth that I've seen uh, across a lot of the teams. Is the men's team are struggling with players, but there seems to be a lot more women getting involved in it, which is great. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah, that's something we've been amazed by. Is is that the growth of the the women's game overseas and um, something that's, you know, because it is only fairly recently in, in Melbourne or Victoria that they've had a proper professional women's league and and we're hearing, you know, there's been clubs going for 10 plus years overseas. So it's been great to see you Do you guys have any plans of trying to get a tie and tease we, women's team going? We,
1: we had a women's team. Um, we had a women's team for, I a- think, well, 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 whenever it started kicking off over here, we had a women's team. Um, we had, as I said earlier, like Newcastle's full of Irish people, and uh, there was a there was a group of girls who there wasn't a Gaelic football team at the time. Um, so, uh, somehow they club got on the US, and there was a group of about probably about ten to fifteen girls. Uh, turned up at the club and started training with us, and uh, they uh, they played a few games. They won every game they played. Um. They even won a trophy before we won a trophy. Um, but then what happened was that uh, they created a, a Gaelic football team um, and they moved over to Gaelic football. But I, I would I would think that if the women's game was advanced then as it is now um, over here, they probably would have stubbed it out um, because there's a farm. There's there's loads of London teams now, uh, and there's the the Scottish teams are all coming through, and uh, the uh, they they actually. The, the English, the English um, uh, European team about four or five years ago was full of Irish girls uh, playing in the European Cup. And I can't remember whether they won it or they got to the final and played Ireland. And I can't remember how it went. Uh, but I do know that the, 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 we made up a bulk of that team uh, for a year. Uh, but then it all disappeared. So as I say, because the good football came along, which was disappointing.
0: Yeah, hopefully you can get some more girls coming through at some stage and get that back up and going. And, yeah, we've heard, you know, there's a lot of uh, women's teams have got Irish girls even over in in, uh, America and Asia and stuff. There's Irish girls that have sort of found their way to different parts of the world. And like you said, they don't have Gaelic teams to play with, so they end up picking up Aussie rules and find it quite an easy transition to, to start playing Aussie rules. But the, the,
1: in Ireland, the culture of women playing camogie and Gaelic and, you know, like football has been going on for years. So I'd say that's probably why there's so many areas the because there's lots of Irish girls play sport. I think. Uh, and the, the transition from camogie to, uh, and football to Aussie rules is probably quite easy.
0: Yeah, nice. All right. that's, uh, um, so you mentioned they won a trophy before you guys did. So how much success have you guys had in the uh, SAFL?
1: Uh, well, in the Saffle, uh we uh, we got we got to the the semi final last year. Um, we uh, we got beat uh, beat beat by the Giants. That we beat the Giants. Can't remember who it was. It was, a, it was an awful windy day, and the wind was blowing from end to end. And uh, they they scored. I think we're up about twenty points after the first quarter and just stayed 20, 30 points ahead um, whole game. So we we were hoping we would have hoped that this year was going to be our year. Um, so next year is going to be our year. 2021 is going to be the year of the Tiger. Uh, so it is, um, so we're, to be honest, we're just looking forward to getting back into it. Um, we were trading away in, in June in the hope that this season would go on in July, um, but it never happened. Um, so uh, we're, from going from a team that we're, we're going to games, expecting to lose, to going to a team now that's expecting to win games is probably the biggest success we maybe don't have any silver around Scotland yet but but but
2: that's coming that won't be done so yeah it definitely makes a difference when you go from a club there yeah, that was just hoping to hoping to win and then all of a sudden you're expecting you should be winning and you know, making a grand final of winning one is actually no longer really a pipe dream it's actually um a bit more reality but um, how hard is it to get sponsors for the club over there
1: Oh well, it's 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 quite difficult. Uh, so it's um, our uh, the first sponsors we had for the the club uh, was uh, was like a, a charity raffle. Um, so a lot of charities, uh, a lot of people giving money, and the winner then that was picked was a charity, and it was um, it was men's a mental health charity was our first sponsor in our shirt, and then the the second shirt that we got sponsored. Um, was one of the guys in the club. His dad owned the company uh, and he sponsored us. Uh, and then uh, the last one, use a laugh at this, the last, the last sponsors that we had, uh, one of the guys uh, goes to Slimming World uh, and Sp- Slimming World were our last, uh, last sponsors. So a couple of us guys are quite big and it's quite funny see us running around shirts with Slimming World on the back of it. <laughs> um, so uh, currently we're looking for any sponsors that want the sponsors for our next round of kits. So even if they're in Australia and they want a sponsor they, they us, uh, uh, all we're looking for is the money for a few kits. Um, but yeah, it's incredibly difficult because it's again, It's knowledgeable and knowing about Aussie rules and, uh, and being aware of us and then working out, well, what is the benefit of sponsoring a, a team that's going to be playing in Scotland and how much exposure do, do we get? So that's why we're trying to be as uh, active on social media as possible, but it is, it is the biggest challenge, um, but we have been doing a lot more uh, stuff within our club and raising money and having poker nights and having barbecues and bonus balls in the lottery. So funding the club, uh, the club's probably the best place it's been for years, um, but that's us really within ourselves, doing events and selling burgers and stuff at matches and doing raffles after games. And, cause that that's where the majority of our money goes. Um, because if we have a game day that gets called off or a team can't travel to is that, that that's a day of income lost to us um, because then we don't have those opportunities to raise money. Um, so obviously to pay the, the fees and stuff that we have to pay every year.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely the, uh, the story of footy around the world. So with that, <laughs> your uh, events that you guys do and whatnot, what is the social side of the club like? Yeah, what kind of functions do you guys hold?
0: Well,
1: we, we, we try to have poker nights and we have nights... Um, well, one of the well, a couple of years ago, we, we joined uh, an organization called Gosford Sports Association, which is like a, a rugby. It was at that stage was a rugby club and a cricket club, and they had facilities. Um, so uh, we now have the facilities, a bar, and everything that we can run um, activities. Um, so we do poker nights and like chili Mexican nights, selling Mexican food and and uh, stuff like that, and nights out and everything. So. Uh, from the social side, it's growing, um, but there is a mixture of boys within the club. There, there's boys like me that are a bit older, and then there's boys that are in their late teens, early 20s, after matches, are looking for big nights out in the session, the three or four in the night, and some of us are, are more happy to go and have a few beers and then uh, go back to the house. So it is a good mix, but that's a good thing to have because we have a lot of younger boys coming through, and for the future of the club, we need those younger boys. So
2: Hold on. Did you just say you can have three or four beers and go home? That's a thing?
1: Oh, no, no, three or four beers. No, well, a few beers. You know, I'm talking about going to the pub and having a few beers as opposed to going to a nightclub.
2: Oh, and, yeah, that's, that's all right. but uh, I'm like, jeez, I do not uh, know you could do that. That's what I mean.
1: Three <laughs> or four beers on the bus on the way back up, and then yeah, a few yeah. more beers in the bar. yeah. <laughs> that's really what I mean. It was the difference between going on a big night in the nightclub and just spending <laughs> the in the bar. Yeah, yeah so, I think I'd
2: definitely rather the bar, that's for sure. Yeah, well, that's
1: what I mean. Uh, like some of the younger boys are
2: trying to pull you out into the town, and you're just like, oh, I'm happy enough sitting here on the pink. And, and normally, when you do go to the nightclub, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll go, it sounds like a good idea, and then within 10 minutes, you're like, oh, I should have just probably stayed where I was. <laughs> that's normally what happens.
0: Obviously. You try to talk, you can't hear anyone, you're yeah. just sweaty. Music's well, that's, too that's loud, that's what
2: age.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's a better way to be. Like, I, gone days going days going
0: rather just sitting the pub all day watching the sport so yeah, I think um most of our guys would just be happy to get to a pub and and have a a beer off the tap at this stage i think
1: yeah to
2: see you
0: but do you get yeah I know you do a fair bit of traveling still even on you you move to a closer leg do you um get to do any end of season footy trips or anything like that, or is it all for games?
1: Well, for us, we've, we've been trying to sort that out. Um, we haven't been very successful. We've had like a, a few training camps in pre-season where we go away for the weekend. Um, but the end of season trips uh, haven't really happened. Um, we have to, we, Our ultimate plan is one time to go like a, a weekend away to Belfast or to Dublin and, and do some of the competitions in Ireland or go and do one of the competitions in, in Amsterdam. Um, so we have discussed those a few times. Uh, But it's just getting everybody organised and the time everybody can get off work and and those sorts of things is is the big issue Um, because it's not always easy for everybody to off at the same time. So
0: Yeah, hopefully you get... Mate, I'll tell you what, it'd be great to get to one of those Amsterdam weekends for a few games up there. Those boys know how to have a good time and I'm sure uh, in Belfast and Dublin they'd they'd, they'd welcome... uh, some friendly matches and uh, have a good crack afterwards.
1: Yeah, well, that, that, but that's the good thing. There's there's a lot of little like uh, one day competitions on the go, like uh, and there's plenty of them going around. Um, normally at this time of the year, we should be going to a competition down in Manchester as a centre of the November Cup, uh, raising money for November, um, and that's always a good day out because you get clubs from all over at Scotland uh, and, and and London and. Uh, a couple of times, there's been teams from uh, France as well, um, so they're they're good events to go
0: out to. Yeah, we w- we were actually in training for the November FIFA tournament, uh, so I was a little bit disappointed when they had to call that off due to the, the lockdowns. But uh, hopefully, they can get something going once yeah. uh, once everything's back to normal over there.
1: Yeah, but for me, that was my first experience of it was that weekend in November. So. We all wore inside out shirts because we didn't have a right a shirt at the time, so we all just scrambled together and all played on white. So yeah.
0: Yeah, so were, were you gonna shave in the, the mo move for Movember if you had a play dinner?
1: Ah, uh, no well, I don't think the wife would be too impressed. I <laughs> uh, don't I don't think she wants to see me in the sash. Um so yeah. I uh, but to be perfectly honest, like these boys know the crack. Like the beard's the way to go. Yeah. Uh, why would you shave why would you shave your beard off? Why, why? would you?
0: What would be the point? Yeah, I, I shaved it off last year for footy trip just to have the mo. So I had just the mo, and it was it was pretty filthy. Uh,
2: pretty, it was. I'm amazed you missed it and walk out on you.
0: Was, <laughs> yeah, she was she was glad I was going away for the weekend. So and she said, yeah, shave it off when you get back. But
1: <laughs> well, I I had mine longer. Mine was down to about here. Uh, but I shaved it off last year. Uh, I sort of regret it.
2: Um, but I might get it go a bit longer again. Yeah, my yeah. bed's abs up just up to absolute shit at the moment because of obviously lockdown. But Tuesday night, I finally beat him for the first time in about we've been locked down for about three years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, apparently.
2: Yeah, <laughs> first time about six months. I'm finally going to get it actually tidied up and neatened. So I no longer need to. Straight in my beard before I get on these things.
0: Yeah, see, yeah. My, the Irish, the Irish blood in me is not thick enough because my beard's it's a bit patchy. You know, I don't have that uh, good thick beard like you've got going on. So uh, well, my
1: problem is always on my cheeks. I don't get that very well on the cheeks. It goes down, but like, I've been trying for years to fill in here, but
0: nah, nah. As long as you get the length, that's yeah. just, it's all about the length, mate. That
1: that's
0: nice. what the la- that's what
2: the ladies love. <laughs> yeah, they can stroke the beard; they're happy. Yeah, they are. All right. Um,
0: I think it's time to throw some teammates under the bus. Yeah, mate. It's, um, it's, it's our favourite part. We love to, we love it when. Uh, so let's let's get some good ones. So, um, what do you got first, Ed? Dog.
2: <clears throat> All right, mate. Who at the Tigers would you say is the class clown or the joker of the club? Um, the, the, what, the,
0: our,
1: our captain. Our captain's a bit of a liability, uh, Roy. Um. Uh, you don't want to trust him. Some boys get uh, uh, in the shower whenever he stand near them. You don't want to be stand near him in the shower. That's all I'm saying. Uh, he, he, uh, he, he. But he's also the man then whenever it comes to club uh, presentation. He has to away all the forfeits and has to think up of all the reasons why people have have to have to take their punishments for for the year that's been. Um, so anything that we can report, we can report to him anything that we think somebody's done that they shouldn't have done or, uh, and then we go to court and, and he passes out judgment on the team and they're striking forfeits or, or, or forfeits that they have to be doing. So say Roy, the club captain, he, he's the liability. He's the one you got to be wary of.
2: That's... Yeah, the shower well, I'm so stuck on the share. There's many reasons why you wouldn't want to be a Many, many ways that could have gone, <laughs> but, uh, we, we won't delve into it. Um, who about the party animal? Who's the party animal of the club?
1: Uh, well, there's uh, Matty O'Brien. Um, he, he's got himself into trouble a few times for uh, not turning up on match day, uh, turning off his messenger uh, and not being able to contact the ball on match day. Then um, that's happened a few times, turning up the training. He's supposed to turn up the training and he gives all the excuses and then that he's not there. And then you find out a week later he's been out in the drink all night. And I say, Matt O'Brien, and, and then there's another guy, Hari, he's the same, but he can go for a few drinks and turn up the training, whereas Matty just can't cope with it.
2: So. <laughs> all right, Rifty. So take away the bank, we the the find out being at partying. Does that start of that answer remind you of anybody? Just, yeah, I'm playing, disappears, doesn't answer messages, and all of a sudden the next day he starts sending messages again. and oh, that's yeah. my.
1: Yeah. But we we do we do have a guy that's a bit of a, a cult hero um, from back in the day. He doesn't play for us anymore. An Irish guy called Paddy Healy, uh, and like he would he would have turned up the matches drunk. Uh, but also what he would have done is we've been going away and with maybe two or three matches a day, and he'd be having a few pints or a few whiskies between the games, and then back out in the go again. So uh, Paddy Healy, uh, historically for the club, he's the guy that's that uh, would be a bit more of the drinker or the party animal than any others. Um, yeah, he's a
0: bit of a cult hero, Paddy Healy. Yeah, it's a trust trust the Irishman to be the, uh, yeah. to to get on the piss and uh, be able to back it up on the field. That's the main thing, as long as you can back it up on the field and keep going.
1: Oh, I definitely was. You wouldn't have messed with Patty. Um,
0: All right, so who who's the bloke that just takes the game far too serious?
1: Uh, to our coach Our coach can take things far too seriously at times. Um, uh, sometimes he winds boys up because they don't get on the field because he's that determined to win. Um, uh, there's guys just chomping the bit on the pitch, and he's like, I'm not changing things, I'm not changing things. Um, so the coach, Rog, he takes it very seriously. He does a tough job because uh, he has to deal with us all the time. But uh, yeah, he takes it very seriously. Um, but like for us, there's, there's a lot of boys... That, that we're just there for the crack, as much as saying we're there for fun, we're there to enjoy it. Um, and I think that if we were to take it too seriously, I think we'd get annoyed sometimes getting beat. As and obviously, we do get annoyed if we get beat, but but I think at the minute we're still in that stage that we're enjoying it. And if if you took it too seriously, it would take the enjoyment of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's the right attitude to have. on uh you know, we got we've got a lot of similarities with this club, mate. Mm-hmm. Um we've we've been on similar paths. I think we've had our down times and we're, you know, we got our taste of doing all right last year and maybe we were looking good at the start of this year and unfortunately didn't get a season, but you know, anything less than making a grand final this year would have been disappointing for us. And that sounds like you guys are the same. Um, all right. Last one. Who's, who's got the best nickname at the club? Who's all the best story behind it?
1: Uh, I don't really know. I was thinking about that question. We we uh, to be perfectly honest. We don't really have that many nicknames for each other. I think that's something that we probably need to work on. Uh, so that's um uh, we we all sort of have our, our names that we come along with. Um, so I I can I thought that. I seen that question beforehand, and I don't really think that we have have really any nicknames that I can really can really think of that uh, has any real backstory to them. Uh, sorry uh, to disappoint.
0: <laughs> right, uh, that, but that is, that, it is disappointing. That it's like. one of our favourite things. Yeah. We love we love a good nickname. We love giving a good nickname and we love hearing a good story behind one. So I'm sure over the next couple of seasons, it'll be uh, fresh on your mind to make <laughs> sure someone ends up with a good nickname. And uh,
1: well, It's probably the same as yourself and probably a lot of the other clubs. Like we do have a high turnover in players. That so we, we have a group of guys that have been in and out of the club for... We have a group of about probably 10 players that have been in and out of the club um, for the last five or six years and there's always we're always getting three or four or five new players every season and then they disappear. So, um, so it's that, it's probably yourself. It is probably building that club attitude and club uh, is something that we're still working on uh, and trying to keep the same boys around the club and keeping everybody coming up, uh, coming back game after game. Uh, is is something, and I think that once we get that and continue with that, and we know the group of boys that are going to turn up, because as yourselves, like, we 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 don't always we obviously we have our our 18 man squad that we get put out on a Thursday, uh, and then by the Saturday that might be down to 12 players because six players have pulled out. Um, so so it's it's as it's as a growing club, I suppose those nicknames you've been around for a long time, and you you know what boys are going to be turning up and everything, so just building that team and that ethos and that, that continual growth within the squad, that'll all come. And those uh, that's part of every club.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's got to be high on the priority list to get their nicknames going because um, yeah. I don't think blokes make it one full training session at our club before they get a nickname. Uh, they, they're usually getting one as soon as they walk in the door. Yeah. Uh, you, but-
2: you look, you're looking for signs and you know characteristics of them and go, okay, or even just a simple, what's you name? I right, had uh, this works for you then.
1: Yeah, yeah. All the- well, it was, it's very British and Irish thing to like, just just take the piss out of them. It's not that you give them a nickname. It's just they do the littlest thing, and it's just a matter of taking the piss out of them for that time. And it, it's it's not necessarily the nicknames. It's more just the, the the whole passive just constantly giving abuse to each other. Yeah, but like, it- not abuse as in being nasty to them, but just like that bit of banter, um, really. Um,
0: so yeah. Yeah, no. As long as that's that's health, uh, thriving and healthy, that's that's part of a good club. You got to always have the banter going, and we you're probably doing the same as you're training. You know, everyone's hanging shit on some bloke who's not having a good night on the track. Who couldn't hit a barn door, and you're giving him shit. And
1: oh, I that that, that is more of it rather than me. And it's more
0: of that. But... Yeah, no, that's all right. That's good to hear. Well. Hey, thanks thanks Ave for joining us. Uh sorry we had a couple of technical difficulties there, but um uh, it was good to learn about the Ty and Tees Tigers. Um I wish you all the best with your next season ahead. Hopefully um well, hopefully you get you get that next season going ahead with no no issues and um wish you all the best with that. Hopefully you can uh get some silverware at the end and Continue your unbeaten rock streak. Uh. Oh, uh, yeah. well,
1: I'll have my target on my back now, so, um,
0: yeah.
1: But, yeah, cheers. Cheers for having me. It's been, it's been good. It's been fun. Uh, it's been,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, awesome, Thanks mate. Thanks. Much.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks for
0: having the Tigers. Uh, our pleasure, mate. Uh, all the best with everything and take care. No bother. Thank you very much. Thanks thanks for watching the cobra cast with the present vp and if you need somebody to talk to why not contact new life psychology in berwick they are now taking phone appointments or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info and we are supporters of tac's towards zero campaign head to towards for more info because zero is the only acceptable number
2: Hey Siri, play the cobra cast with the present VP. Now playing podcast.